Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And we are back with a brand new series, mm-hmm. which is called Hope in Hard Times, Conversations in Quarantine. I'm looking for it. Is that how you say it? Quarantine? Quarantine. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to rhyme with times. That'll work. Yeah, that'll work. Quarantine. Yeah. Okay, excuse me. Anyways, today we have an interview with our old friend, Barbie Moore, mm-hmm. who's from Ohio. Right. And, you know, it's funny, at the end of the talk with her, I t- shared with her that story about Isaiah thirty twenty one. Do you remember yeah, that yeah, story? I remember that. Yeah, yeah, we had never told her that. Really? No. And she was one of the four, remember? Yeah. The four people. Yeah. You'll hear that story. On, wow. It's a great story of God's um, we never guidance. We never told her. She had never heard that story. Um, so you'll hear that at the end of the interview. What do you remember about Barbie Moore? Well, I remember her being a very devout woman of God. I yep. remember her being a very, uh, very much a prayerful woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the one of the first people I met who was just very uh, explicit about, you know, Pastor, I'm praying for you, and here's the things I'm praying for, and yep. here's how I'm doing it. Uh, and then, especially, you know, that first year or two when we moved in, we'd moved down from North Dakota to Ohio. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't really know anyone except for the folks in the church. And, right. And she really kind of took us under her wing and and uh, and made us feel at home and. You know, I think she even had the kids like stay over at her house one night and stuff. I mean, she was, uh, she just was such a blessing to us. Yes, that is true. In Ohio, we had um, the Moore family. Um, they would take all the kids. At that point, we had four. But the time she had them sleep over, I believe all six of them were involved. And she'd like take them skating and out for ice cream and all these things that were so amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we had this grandparents team as well. Yeah. There was like three couples that would also come and help us. So we were so blessed with yeah. uh, encouragement and prayer and support in Ohio. And Barbie was one of those people. So we are very excited to talk with her today. Yes, we are. Here we go. So thankful that you have agreed to do this. Um, as yeah, you sure. know, we are talking about keeping our hope up in hard times during the pandemic. And you're just someone that came to my mind. You've always been sort of a spiritual mentor to us and to me especially. And so I just thought, well, let's call someone from Ohio as well. Well, there you go. I'm happy to represent the Buckeye State. Yes, thank you. And I'm so sorry we're not going to get to see our team play this fall. Yeah, I know, right? Sad for many, many folks in all over the country. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. So why don't you tell us a little bit about just where you, what your stage of life is? You live on your own, yes. you're married, you're, what, how are you quarantining, etc.? Sure, sure. Well, my husband has um, been able to retire early, so he and I are home, and uh, we have adult children. Uh, two are married and live out of state. They're in their 20s, married and live out of state. And then mm-hmm. we have our third daughter is... Um, was finishing up her final year at Taylor University in Indiana when COVID hit. And so um, she, like many other students, was um, sent home and was not able to finish up her final semester of college and or say goodbye to faculty or friends and such. So she came home with us abruptly. So Mm -hmm. that kind of changed our household a little bit overnight. Yes. Like 
many people have had to shift in odd and unexpected ways for sure. Yeah. So here she was, you know, in probably the peak of her social life. Oh. And she's living with mom. I know. And a senior. I just felt so bad for those seniors, especially. Yeah. 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 And with with no light of having any kind of a commencement or anything Ugh. like that. So that was also kind of a another uh, double whammy. But, yes. Um, yeah. So that's where we are. But uh, we did have an interesting situation in that we were here at home when COVID first hit in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, my husband was um, working on an intense project, a home remodel project in our home, our old, old, hundred-year-old home up on Lake Erie, so we all three decided to just might as well shelter in place up on Lake Erie, oh. so we ended up there. Yeah, and we have been. My family has been the beneficiary of that very home before. Oh yes, and I remember. And I remember. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we have great pictures of being up there in your place. Yeah, yeah, I love being able to enjoy that old house. So nice. So um, yeah, he's actually putting in an attic, uh, extra family suite up in the attic, and a new bathroom up there. So we sheltered in place up in our Lake home. Okay. Yeah, so it was, it gave us, um, well, number one, it's very isolated up there, yes. so we felt very safe, and, you know, there was no one around, and there were no cases of COVID up there for the longest time. Okay, and because you were there off-season, you're saying, I mean, it wasn't um, even summer. Well, for the most part, we do rent it out, so we okay. did leave um, mid-June, okay. and then there were some rental weeks then, and okay. um, then we came back to Columbus, et cetera, but we've been going up and back a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's how it started off. And, yeah, and I will say that um, it was a wonderful blessing that we were able to Mm -hmm. be up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. So um, is that where, if you if you don't mind if I ask, you kind of did a prolonged fast during during this COVID. And was that because of COVID? Or was that just for spiritual reasons? Or what was that about? Yeah, I did. Well, I had actually done uh, an extended fast after the first of the year that a friend had uh, invited me to join in, and so I did. It was based on a book by Wendy Speak, and it was called The 40-Day Sugar Fast. Mm-hmm, very and good. I just found that so beneficial. She went way beyond sugar yep. alone and into where our hearts are, and mm-hmm. it was beautifully written and I so benefited from that so when COVID hit you know like many I had a lot of uncertainties and fears and doubts I was worried about my 90 year old uh, mother and father-in-law and and even about my own family but um, so I did decide to do another fast and so I uh, went back into it and again it was sugar and actually this time it was sugar and alcohol okay not that I'm a big drinker but I like a glass of wine sure. now and then and yeah. a beer with a pizza and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah so I thought I'm just gonna up the ante a little bit so we did try get sugar and alcohol okay and you know it was pretty interesting because during that time um previous to that time I had been praying through Psalm 91 like many folks were for their own families and their loved ones mm-hmm. for God's protection but after in the middle of that fast um, God's, and I was journaling, God was giving me these scriptures on hope. Oh. And so I'm like, well, gosh, Lord, I, you know, I feel like I have a decent amount of hope, not great, but, you know, I was kind of curious of why the hope scriptures. And so I just pondered them 
and I prayed them. I'm one that, you know, I just kind of let it all out. When I'm alone, I'll just pray out scriptures and kind of declare them out like Mm -hmm. it's truth. God spoke it. So I did do that. And um, which kind of segues into another situation. But so I'm doing that, really not knowing why for sure, except for just hope for the nation, hope for our church, hope for the big C church worldwide. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I was kind of going from. But then um, a staff member of our church invited me to join on a COVID care team. So um, I said yes, which I didn't really feel like I wanted to. I was pretty cozy up in our Lake Erie home. Oh, exactly. Wow, we're studying Jonah right now in my women's Bible study, and that's about what his story was. He was feeling pretty good and had to go do something else. Yeah, good. It it was really a point of obedience, disobedience, because I'm feeling the pressing of the Lord, like, this is what I'm asking you to do, but be thinking, I have my daughter home. It's a gift, you know, on one hand, it's really a gift to have her here with us. We're up at the dairy, which is, of course, a gift. So um, anyway, I said yes. And it turned out that I was assigned 17 individuals or families uh, through for which I was going to be contacting either by phone or email or whatever they preferred. Okay. And so I am, and every week. So I would do that weekly, and it was um, we were given things to ask if they were healthy and if they needed groceries oh, okay. or maybe if they needed prescriptions filled or any other immediate needs so these weren't people that were necessarily covid positive these were just people that you're checking in on as a ministry kind of thing that's right okay that's right just really members of our church okay so yeah i think they went down through the rosters and assigned like 20 people to various covid care team members oh that's so amazing it turned out to be a huge blessing to me um like you know god always turns that around but um i was able to meet I don't think I knew anyone on the list. Okay. And so I was able to um, kind of hear their stories and hear where they were. And Michelle, I just, the common denominator through all 17, whether it be a family unit or an individual, was hope. Wow. Um, they, they didn't feel hopeful. They felt filled with fear and anxiety. And Mm. so it brought me back to the fast, and I immediately knew those scriptures that I had uh, written down and was praying already. So in my weekly contacts with them, I was able to offer them hope and tell them how God was working in my heart to be a carrier of hope Hmm. and that she too or he too were destined for hope. And um, it resulted in many... um, prayer conversations over the phone. Some were very tangible needs that I would drive back to Columbus weekly and either get groceries for people or medications or a 90-year-old woman was just so lonely that I would come and either we would take a little walk down her street or we would sit um, in her back sunroom just, you know, six or eight feet apart. So she had visitors. So I felt like God had given me an... um, a special assignment ahead of time and he showed me you know the foundations of hope 
Oh my goodness. So, That's amazing. Yeah. And um, I think you, you recommended that book to me, that sugar fast book. And I oh. also used it during the beginning, I guess for Lent, I was giving up um, some things as well. And I, not sugar, but I read it, uh, you know, to use it as the other things. And it was so powerful. I can definitely yeah. see how that spoke to you through your fast and then to get through this one and have the Lord bring you to verses of hope. It's amazing. Yeah, right. He, I'm, I, I'm just so thankful that the Holy Spirit nudged me into obedience mm -hmm. when I was almost not going to do it, that he nudged me into obedience because, you know, how that is. I've been yeah. really, and I feel like my own hope foundation has been strengthened because of it. That's, yeah, and that's awesome. Um, yeah, and you were the one who suggested that we start talking about hope a little bit on the podcast, um, which I'm glad you did. And I'm just not, I'm not generally one who struggles too much with, you know, hope. I guess I consider it optimism. I'm generally speaking a pretty hopeful person. And so um, at first I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know what I have to say about that. But as we've been talking to people and, and just looking through, it is it is a really hard time for so many right now who right. just kind of can't see beyond because we don't know what is beyond. <laughs> That's a really hard place to be right. in. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Well, for that. and it's interesting because I would kind of classify myself as the opposite. Um, I, I grew up in a lot of fear yeah. and anxiety. And so I feel like that's my first go-to okay. is fear and anxiety. And so I have learned, of course, to just immediately follow up with <clears throat> prayer, praise and thanksgiving but um, so I was thinking, well, gosh, you know, I'm like, I always kind of classify myself as the happy pessimist and my husband <laughs> is a grumpy, a grumpy optimist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I've never really heard. That. Okay, that works. Yeah. yeah. He's, so you know, he's like, oh, everything will be fine. Everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, you know, at, at first I was worried. And that's when I was praying through Psalm 91 for yes. two weeks straight, probably. Wow. Until um, the Lord started giving me these things of hope. And I realized... Um, at that point, I really felt hopeful. I was fine. But again, like I said, I, he had it in mind for other people. Yeah. And I think that's one of the very best things we can do when we are feeling either fearful or anxious or hopeless is exactly what the Lord was calling you to do is to help other people, right? I mean, to kind of step yeah. out of ourselves. And, you know, you never feel bad after you do that. Um, you know, it's easier to get out of your own way and out of those fears and stuff. So yeah, I would encourage anyone listening that is struggling with that. If, if there's anyone, you, if just someone you can call today or, or, you know, pray for or whatever, we always feel better when we're not so focused on our own feelings and emotions, etc. It's so true. It's so true. I even had uh, just a little quick story while I was up there. And this is aside from the COVID care team that I was participating in. Um, mm -hmm. I was up there and it was during my fasting time. And I'm just like, Lord, I know, you know, his word says, whatever the enemy has intended for evil, mm. God will turn around and use for good. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, <clears throat> here I am in this isolated Lake Erie town. Would you please use me for your good? And no lie, that very morning I went out for a walk, and I'm walking along the shore of Lake Erie, which is touted, this one particular section is touted as Ohio's most beautiful mile. Oh, wow. And this is like in the middle of April. And so it's still blustery, northeast winds, and cold and chilly. And this particular April day was very cold. It was in the upper 40s, and there were high winds coming out of the northeast. So I'm walking along this um, most beautiful mile area, and I see up ahead a bunch of kids playing, little kids. 
And right away, it made me think of my own family growing up there. And there were seven of us. And then I thought of the Waters family. <laughs> six, six weevils. You're six little youngins. <laughs> weren't so little anymore. No. Um, and so I just started to cry because Aww. it just was such a beautiful just a vision of joy and I saw a mother or a babysitter I couldn't tell as I approached it was the mom and she had five young kids under the age of eight and she had just come this is such a god thing she had and her husband had just come from Papua New Guinea way over by Japan Australia wow where they were working on Wycliffe Bible translators mm -hmm. um and they were um you know, they had to exit the country, and they had no place to go, so somebody offered them their cottage up at Lake Erie. So here they were, five little kids, and it was exceptionally cold, and they had no winter coats. Oh. And so I'm standing there, and I'm talking to her, and I said, uh, what do you need? And I, you know, how can I help you? Because I saw one of her boys had a, her dress on. Oh, my his, goodness. Like, sweater, sure. jacket that he had. So she, he's wearing his mama's dress. Oh, my. The girls, they all look like a bunch of ragamuffins. With sure. <laughs> Which also them. reminded you of the waters, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. You just improvise, Michelle, like you always do. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, you know what? The Lord put us in a position where we could bless them. Oh, my goodness. And here, you know, we were able to bless them. I said, what about food? She goes, well, I said, I can make a grocery run. What do you need? And she said, well, just really humbly. Could I, we could use a bag of apples and maybe a package of bologna. like, okay, <laughs> yeah, sure. But what else do you need? Right. You know? And so I'm kind of prompting her. So anyway, we, we were able to provide that super grocery, trips and groceries while we were there and coats and some uh, hats and things. Oh, my and goodness. And they, she and her husband were, brought to tears by God's love, not, you yes, know, yes. our love, but God using us who were put in. I said, I just prayed today, show me, God, how in this isolated town where I can be part of your good. And he did. Oh, my he goodness. all the way from Papua New Guinea. And so, so amazing. he just opened up his glory to me right there and then. And it was such a beautiful uh, experience. Oh my goodness. Yes, that is, is. And you know what, that is the kind of stuff that seems to follow you around, I think, because you are so open. And I think that's another word for us today to find hope. I mean, we just have to be open to the Lord's leading and ask him like you did just say, you know, Lord, is there anything today that I can do for you? And he's going to show you something, you know, and through that, you're going to be blessed. They're going to be blessed. Um, yeah. you know, we've been on that end of receiving from you as well. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing, but yeah, we have to kind of open our eyes, don't we? You know, well, or ask God, yeah. you know, open my eyes because yep. you know what? I love comfort. It's yeah. Just, you know, I just do. I love comfort. There's my confession. I love to be cozy and I just, but I want to be part of his truth even more Yeah, and part of his redemption story even more. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, what, how are you finding like community for yourself during this time? I mean, you have your family kind of with you, but well, I, I assume Ellie Grace is gone now, is she? Well, no, actually she is going to grad school. She was um, accepted at Wake Forest, oh. University of North Carolina, but they have decided to have all classes online. So oh. she's still home with her parents. Okay. Okay. So you have community built into your home. Um, no, but what about, is your church meeting currently in person or not or what? Our church has been um, really 
great in the way they've handled it. They are not foolhardy, very discerning, just as your church is, I know. And um, so we have had no church for a while. It was and Then they went to online. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think in July, yeah, it was in July, or maybe it was end of June. I can't remember. But we are blessed to have a big empty lot right next to our church building and a big row of shade trees. So it became open church, which, okay. um, you know, attendance was much lower than what you, you know, than sure. normal Sunday, of mm-hmm. course, but everybody was in masks and, yep. and outside. And then this Sunday, through much discernment and prayer, um, the pastor has decided to open up the church building and add extra services to right. accommodate you know, social mm-hmm. distancing and masks provided, et cetera, and the hand washy stuff. And so, yeah. So I've been able to plug into my church through that and to my uh, girls out of state through, of course, Zoom, like many people have been able to do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then our senior parents, um, we do make time. We meet them at a park. We try to do that once every other week or, um, once a week to kind of just sit with them outside because you know what loneliness is is very real that's yes that's probably i would say one of the biggest issues especially you know just for yeah folks who are very isolated and in in a very um population that's at risk the most you know right yeah so that's that's hard yeah that is hard. So you're finding hope through, I mean, well, you're, you're getting to go to church. Yes, I'm so happy that we've been blessed to be able to go. It's hard in masks, I will say. It's a different experience, no doubt about it. Um, okay. But it definitely is just so nice to be able to worship on Sunday mornings again together. Well, right, right. And I think there's something to that. And I know there are a lot of people that have concerns. And I'm sure you've heard a fair share of that. And there are always are concerns. But, mm-hmm. but there's such a need for you know do not give up in your gathering together as right. some may do. and there's such a need um, for unity and praying and praising together with our church family and yeah it's powerful yes it definitely is um yeah so this has been so great barbie i'm so glad that i was able to catch you um at this time and i just want have we ever told you the story of the isaiah thirty twenty one? that you shared with no. us at the end. You've never heard this. Okay. The people at my church have heard it at least once because I shared this story on the women's retreat, but um, I just want to offer it up as hope as as we listen to the word and we listen to the Lord you speak to us and we can use it to bless others. Anyways, when we were moving, you know, it was a hard time when we were leaving Ohio and uh-huh. um, we weren't really sure we wanted to leave Ohio <laughs> and all these things. Well, in the course of that, I guess, two weeks where we were really making our decision what was going to happen, um, you shared with us Isaiah 30, 21, which, you know, some of these verses you've heard a million times. This was not a verse that I was really even familiar with at that point. And it's, you know, whenever you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear this command before you. This is the way. Walk in it. So it's basically a verse of like, the Lord is going to show you what to do. And um, you share that with us. And then randomly a day or two later, Eric was at this healing conference that he was helping with in at UALC, our old church, and someone just randomly came up and shared it with him there. And then a woman, we were interviewing at a church in Minnesota, and she shared it with us. Oh, and I know. And then the final straw is, which is a funny one, Eric had whoever was nine that year. We always take a Disney trip with a nine-year-old. Whoever was nine, I don't even know who it was. 
um, they were in line and he sends me a picture of a guy standing right in form, the only, before him in line. The only thing that says on the back of his church shirt is Isaiah 30, 21. It doesn't even say the verse, just, oh my God. yes. Oh and my so God. we, and we had been feeling that we kind of knew where the Lord was leading us, but we weren't sure. And then we're like, okay, it is so clear that the Lord is saying, this is the way you're going to Texas. Just walk. go. <laughs> yeah, walk. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for, for sharing that and just for being open to the Lord's leading like that, because it really is so helpful for some of us who get confused. <laughs> well, you know, and, and don't we all, don't we all? Yeah. But, you know, with, yeah, so I remember that perfectly. And though yeah. in my flesh, I did not want you guys to, leave. <laughs> you know, it all boils down to what is God saying? Yeah. The plans of God. So, um, yeah, I was definitely meant to be. Yes. Now you're so happy. Marvelous church. I get to plug into it now and then. Good. Yeah, it's just, see, God is great. Well, thank you. And we miss you as well. And we continue to pray for you. And we pray for all those up there in Ohio. And we're just going to continue to have hope as we go through the rest of 2020, right? Indeed. Yes. With God, we know that He is the one verse that, if I could just quick throw this in sure. for the Romans 15 13 may the God of hope and let me just pray it over all your listeners may the God of hope he is hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of his Holy Spirit in you and so we just say thank you God that you are the giver of every good and perfect gift and hope is our birthright and our gift from you. So we receive it with open hands and we say, glory be your name, Jesus. In your mighty name, we say, amen. Amen.